Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, and content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Today's episode brought to you by Tango Charlie Apparel, apparel for the rest of us. Go to tangocharlieapparel.com for all of your fitness needs. Uh, while you're at it, selfishly, you could look for some of my stuff there. We sell the Make Wads Great Again hats, uh, t-shirts, racer bait tanks, um, men's shorts, booty shorts for the ladies, uh, men, technically, you can wear the booty shorts, too. Um, I don't suggest it. I mean, if you want to look like you're smuggling a yo-yo, knock yourself out. But please uh, just don't send me pictures, which probably means now I'm going to get about a dozen photos. But regardless, uh, you can get all of your apparel needs at tangocharlie.com. So get all over it. Uh, with that said, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm very excited to be hosting this. Um, to be honest, I never anticipated hosting a podcast. I've always kind of viewed these things like, you know, having a threesome. I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to disappoint more than one person at a time. But somehow Make Wads Great Again has just blown up into a much bigger uh, event than I ever thought it would. Originally designed just to poke fun at CrossFit and have a little fun with my buddies. And now there's over 100,000 of you guys uh, laughing along and joking and, and roasting each other. And so it's a lot of fun. So now we get the opportunity to do this on a weekly basis from an audio standpoint. So uh, welcome to the party. Um, you know, the goal for this podcast is going to be uh, very similar to the page. I want to keep it relatable. We'll be talking about relatable topics, uh, things that you guys deal with on a regular basis, health, mobility, nutrition, uh, obstacles you may overcome. But try to keep a, a reasonable amount of humor in it. I think that's probably the the hardest part about CrossFit is it's so incredibly hard for all of us on our bodies and uh, and in some cases our emotional well-being that uh, humor is uh, a well-needed part of of the sport uh, and the fitness program. You know, I will say we will not be talking much about the CrossFit Games. We will a little, but it's it's not going to be a big part of coverage. There's a, a lot of people that are covering it that are doing a great job. I'll be happy to shout those out to you so you know where to go. Uh, my suggestions, if you're looking for games coverage, you should be looking at Team Richie on YouTube, uh, which does a fantastic job. Uh, Arm & Hammer also does a really great job on YouTube. You've got Tommy Marquez and Sean Woodland on Talking Elite Fitness, their podcast, and then there's obviously Justin over at Morning Chalk Up. They all do a fantastic job covering the games, and I would, I would tell you to go there. You won't hear a lot of it here. What you will get here, however... Uh, it's a pretty good amount of sarcasm and uh, a lot of health talk and hopefully some fun topics. So our first episode I'm super excited about is with Greg Glassman. Uh, I thought what I'd do prior to putting you through to that uh, content was just give you the story of how Greg and I got together, how we had a chance to meet uh, and set up the interview. Turn the interview over to you to listen to, uh, or at least the first portion of it. And then at the end there's going to be some dialogue with... Um, myself as well as uh, one of my co-hosts uh, Dr. Chad Teague who's our resident uh, sports doctor and uh, can dissect some of Greg's commentary for us. Uh, Greg reached out to me he actually called me at home which was one of the most bizarre experiences of my life. I was sitting on the couch with my daughter and putting some memes together which is what I normally do because I have no life and and I get this message from CrossFit Health that uh, says Coach Glassman would like to talk to you which felt a little bit like getting called to the principal's office. Um, you know, but I saw the CrossFit Health name and the little blue check next to it and thought, okay, you know, this is for real. So um, I kind of looked at it from my phone. I'm like, oh, my God, I just got a message from 
CrossFit headquarters. Well, within seconds, I also got an email to my my direct Gmail account uh, that goes through my website, and it was also from CrossFit.com, and it said Coach Glassman wants to talk to you. And both of these messages provided phone numbers. So uh, at this point, I'm justifiably freaking out. Uh, I turned to my 15-year-old daughter, who is wise beyond her years, and I said, "What do I do? What do I do?" And she's like, "What do you?" think you do daddy you pick up the phone and you call and uh, so I turned around and called the number and it was coach Glassman on the other end of the line now what was interesting earlier that morning I had started doing some memes around the Jillian Michaels controversy and if any of you remember that uh, Jillian Michaels had done an interview on shape uh, for shape magazine on their Instagram page basically kind of bashing CrossFit and its methodology saying that we only had 20 to 25 total movements and that um, they were too repetitive and dangerous and you know just created some hubbub and so I had created four or five uh, memes kind of pushing back against that or just you know blatantly just defending CrossFit well that's why he was calling so Greg got on the phone with me and his first words were you know Johnny wanted to call to thank you for defending us uh, from you know this article that came out from Jillian and my first words to him were, well, Greg, are you sure you're not calling to have me killed because I've said a lot of really mean things about you over the last year? And he laughed at me and said, no, I've got really thick skin and proceeded to tell me how he felt this um, this article from Jillian was a hit job and that you know she worked uh, with some of the soda companies and that felt like they were uh, out to make CrossFit look bad. And he really appreciated me supporting them and gave me his contact information uh email phone number the whole jazz and said hey if you ever need anything call me we'll be happy to help and uh so you know at that point i'm feeling pretty good about myself uh going to the gym the next day um i train at crossfit cliffside here in cleveland my coaches are saxon and spencer pancheck and so to show off to them a little i'm like hey you know let me flex on who i talked to yesterday and tell them the whole story and, and got them all impressed well we had been talking about launching this podcast or, or doing a podcast that's my page was growing and it was either Saxon or Spence I don't remember which said you know you should ask Greg to be the first guest on the podcast and I'm like okay kid but yeah like I'm going to ask the founder and creator of CrossFit to be the the first guest and they kept pushing me and pushing me so eventually I shot a message to them and and figured I'd take my shot and, and so I sent a message to Corinne Thompson who is the director of CrossFit Health and the one who had originally reached out to me uh, a really an amazing woman uh, brilliant in her own right but um, you know she messaged back and said you know Greg says he'd love to do it when can you do it and we said well when's available and she's like how about Monday now keep in mind this was Wednesday so we basically had four days to uh, get the gear together get on a plane and get to Santa Cruz California to meet with Greg uh, which is a little sudden so uh, you know we got all that together got to California and uh, Greg and his team were incredibly gracious and nice enough to have a two-hour breakfast with us um, where we talked about a million different things and then gave us an hour and a half in the home studio um, on the couch um, talking about uh, his initiatives and so what you're going to hear today is the first portion of that it's going to be really kind of the first 20 to 25 minutes of the conversation talking about health uh, we're going to release a second episode in a week where uh, Greg elaborates more around the lawsuits that CrossFit's dealing with as well as uh, some games info 
the wild card and just you know some general things that are on its mind so it's a lot of fun but for today's episode you're going to hear all about the health initiative and and specifically how to get people off of that couch and and leading healthier more productive lives so with that i hope you guys enjoy it Greg, thanks for meeting us. It's great to have you here, John, Chad. Welcome, yes, welcome to Santa you. Cruz. Yeah, so this is uh, unbelievable. So this is our first podcast of Ever. Uh, Make Pods Great Again, so yes. what we're going to call it. <laughs> uh, so we thought we'd go big or go home, and you guys were gracious enough to have us. It's, uh, it's really unreal. I, I got to tell you, so I did a boatload of research for this, probably watched every podcast, every interview you've ever done. My favorite one was actually sent to me by Rich Froning. You like the name drop? Yeah. That was good. And it was Girls Gone Wad. You did it uh, right around January-ish. Um, and uh, I listened to it, and uh, I messaged Rich back, and I'm like, oh, my God, he says fuck a lot. <laughs> and Rich goes, yeah, it's a little distracting. So I counted it, and I think you said fuck over 75 times. So in order for this to be successful, I need you to go all in. Oh, and, 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 yeah, there you go. There's one. There you yeah. go. So we'll, we'll keep track uh, as it goes. But um, so we're, we're just really super excited. So I guess See, you know, here, here's what goes through my mind. Now. I'm thinking, like, is this a trick to get me to not say it? No, <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to go all in. We're all in. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so for those that are going to be listening, not watching, we're in the, uh, the new set. And so you know, you're on the infamous couch. And I guess that's, you know, kind of my first question is, um, how the, you know, how'd you come up with this? The kind of the all in the family theme? Was that what this was? I, I had left instructions that it should be a, an every man's kind of living room, you know, um, grandma's living room, not, uh, not Steve Jobs living room. And, uh, I said like all in the family. And so we found that set in uh, Google images and, uh, I've got pretty creative, a tremendous creative staff. And it took them no time at all to put this together. So here we are. Welcome to my living room. Yeah. No, it's amazing. I, you know, I, I get messages weekly about the couch. People love the couch. I mean, people love to make fun of the couch, but they love the couch. It's like it really creates a lot of conversation. I think the videos you have of uh, the seniors in here working out uh, is uh, inspirational for a lot of people. Uh, how did that come to be? Like, how, how, what was the genesis of that? We had a insurance titan contact us and share with us that uh, uh, they were they held a, a compelling actuarial evidence that supports my contention that uh, we sit in unique possession of an elegant solution to uh, the world's greatest problem chronic disease and in talking about uh, how it is that we could broaden the impact of the CrossFit stimulus um, it became almost instantly um, uh, um, uh, clear to me that the idea of bringing the people that had the the greatest need um, to the gyms in large numbers is a pipe dream. Um, there are a lot of constances out there. You know, constants mm -hmm. from uh, from uh, uh, David Rosario's gym from CrossFit Brooklyn. And by the way, at the last uh, L2 I dropped in here in town, I got to meet Constance's son. And uh, what a great kid. It was really neat to, to meet him. But, but uh, uh, there, there won't be a, a huge migration of, of uh, Constance's to the gym. 
but I've got a large community of people that are very close to people and love someone, and this looks like that person's home. And Jan 1, when this went up on the site, I got a call from uh, 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 Murray Carpenter of the Washington Post. He's, uh, we've, we've spoken with quite a bit, and he was really wanted to know where the set came from. Where is that? And I, I told him that we built it. Uh, he says, oh, okay. And I said, why? Well, funny thing to call and ask about. And he says, well, he, it, he thought it was his parents' home <laughs> was what it was. And I went, asked him where they lived, and he said Long Island. And so I, I knew we'd hit it on the money. Um, and, and what do these people need to do that live in a place like this and are, and are having trouble because of sitting there and watching that? You know? Uh, what we need to do, is it's, it's, it's an intervention that needs to happen. And who's going to do it? Well, I've got, uh, I've got uh, 15,000 affiliates. We've got 175,000 L1 trainers. And there's a two to four million CrossFitters. Any of them can do that, can do that. And so, well, what does that look like? Well, I think it looks like going to mom and dad's home and telling mom, hey, mom, get the fuck up. You know, like you got to stand up. You got to stand up. And we're playing with elements, with protocols, uh, morphing them into wads. Uh, and this decontextualizes the movement patterns, the benefit, the need from the box. Cause it's, a, it's a different thing. It's a different thing. Would this put people in the boxes? It, it has already crazy enough. There have been people that have seen this and said, I'm going to go to the gym because they're not going to exercise in the home, which is fascinating to me. But I didn't, I didn't have that need. What I want, what I want the world to know, what I want the, the, the crooks from the ACSM in partnership with Coca-Cola to know is that CrossFit is in the home, and, uh, and uh, this, is, this is my response to exercise as medicine. Um, uh, we, have, we sit in unique possession, and what, what's unique about the possession other approaches to chronic disease are, are, are you know, and, and, and programs to combat it, efforts to reduce disease and its cause, are all theoretical. Some of them are great ideas. Warning labels, taxes, education programs, wonderful ideas. Not a one of them is doing anything. CrossFit is. And so unique in the sense that it's not a theory, it's a fact. The numbers are growing. It's viral. Um Elegant in the sense of marked by simplicity and efficacy, and the problem is, is chronic disease. And the solution starts right over there. That's the refrigerator. Right here, sitting on your fucking ass, and the fucking television. There's a few more fucks for you. There you go. It's great. That's the problem. Right. And, and my training cadre, the CrossFit community, my affiliates, we're all eminently capable to come up. Mom, up now. Stand up. Stand up. Now, you're not. we're not going to put rowers in the living room i know for a fact that my mom does not want my mom's 86 87 i know she doesn't want a rower in the living room um i know she does, has no interest in bumper plates or or a bar uh but we thought maybe we could get away with a water jug and you know that's right. not Damn it's not freeze. radiator fluid we put water in it and you couldn't see it it looked empty and so that really wasn't the point so we colored it they might should we right. <laughs> say what color do you want me to use? Like yellow would look like right. pee, red like blood, you know. So we we went with the blue, 
but uh, we could conceivably bring a jug into the house. We sure the hell can stand up. Um, we can. And boy, we're really proud of this. I am. I don't speak for everyone's pride, but but I don't want to take sole credit. Um, is the goal to take the people that you're getting off of the couch to get them into the box, or create uh, a program for the people to do these exercises in their house, or both? I have. I have. Will it put people in the boxes? Yes. Probably in numbers like uh, the games put people in the box. Sure, it'll happen. Um, people come to the box because someone brings them to the box. That's the only way. Everything else is a, is a dream from Groupon to flyers to ads to radio spots, all that shit. It's all a joke. Um, anything that brings large numbers to the box all of a sudden is going to be bad for the affiliate. Okay? You don't want a bunch of people showing up. What you need is this constant trickle of them. And it turns out that the optimal system is the one by which your clients are getting such a fucking positive result that they finally drag someone in by the arm and they become hooked. A Harvard business professor said CrossFit apparently is like Pringles. Um, once you've eaten, I don't, I don't know much about Pringles, but I like I liked the reference. I understood what he was talking about. It's something you're doing, you don't even know why anymore. It's just part of who you right. are. Um, no, no. The point is, is that is that the intervention needs to happen in the home and that we can do it in the home and we can show you how. And so on the days where the home's featured, if you notice the videos, the food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, there's, yeah. there's the other component. So we're addressing that over there, the refrigerator. And we're talking about what you might do during this. And, and these are going to evolve into rooms, into, into workouts. I was going to say routines. They just had some kind of fell back into being a gymnast. Um, we're building up the elements and we're putting these together in combinations. We have to be careful. You can't, uh, you can't say three rounds of anything because for someone that's, that may be way too much. The, we sat Pat, Joe, uh, Brian, a bunch of our big brains got together in a room and we tried to create a, we did create a, uh, a, a, a Gaussian distribution of, of, uh, of uh, uh, what would a Gaussian distribution of uh, of capacity look like, you know? And so you have people that are uh, marginally ambulatory, right? You know, right. C can't get up off the couch without help, all the way to uh, to uh, 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 Matt Frazier's of the world. And so you kind of break this up into what looks like, you know, F, D, C, B, and A fitness. And so out there, you F fitness, well, that sounds yeah. that sounds horrible. I think I'm close to F fitness. Yeah, we, you're not, though. Um, and, I, and I can sh right. share where, the, where we drew the gates on this. And so we thought, first of all, we got a little PR problem here. And so I looked up what are the five most precious metals. And number five is gold, about $14 a gram. And then we have from there is uh, uh, platinum. Then osmium, there's your C's, big bulk of that center of that bell curve. And then it's uh, 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 rhodium and then californium. The, the shitty californium Californium's like 12, 12 million a gram and the good stuff's uh, 26 million a gram. And so there's, there's your games athletes. And on the other side, you got your marginally ambulatory. But what, and we, and we, had, some, we had some gates and, and it, it was interesting how much consensus there were there was in where you might put these partitions in terms of a 400 uh, of, of a 500 meter row time in terms of a once around the track 400 meters you know 
and and uh, down there at that gold level, so you're potentially glued to the couch, you know, right. you can't do it on this stuff, to have, trying to find a way to get up, you know, right. all, all those behaviors. Uh, between there and and mobile was the was the was the gold and the platinum's mobile to 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 highly mobile you know look at him come right. gets up moves around quickly ready to go to the gym perhaps not to say you can't go to the gym before that but i really don't want to run classes of 25 people each one that needs me to help them out of the chair grab my fingers and i pull you to your feet it's not quite the thought and so as a prelude to going to the gym yeah, you, you, we could work through some things on the couch. Is that the goal? Absolutely not. The goal is to reach as broad a swath uh, 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 of, of humanity as we possibly can. And uh, there are many, many, many more people glued to the couch. And by, by the way, the need's greatest here. The need's greatest here. The potential for the stimulus to cr make the greatest difference is here. But that that group that's uh, uh, marginally ambulatory to not at all to, okay, mobile, yep, she can get up unassisted, get down to ground without help and get back up without help. Um, in that space, you cannot give a wad. I can exercise you, but I can't publish when I go do it for you guys because there are people that this is the third time I've asked you to stand up in the past 10 minutes. I'm not going to bother you again. There's someone for that's a, that's, that's a adult portion. And there's others that can stand up from the couch, go to ground 10 times, you know, and still, they're still working on. So, so there, there was, this has its origins in us realizing that if we're going to reach that people out there, if we're going to get the, the uh, counterparts to the games athletes, um, it's going to have to happen in the home. And and we're going to have to provide the resources that are the inspiration and the practical uh, uh, how-to for the loved ones of those on the couch to to, uh, to intervene. And you're seeing people graduate from this now, right? From the immobile to the mobile. We've had some people in our laboratory program next door enter into the mainstream classes. That's awesome. Yep. That's We've huge. got someone down 70 pounds already. We're doing it. We're doing it. And we're doing this in uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, and in Seattle, and here in Santa Cruz. And I tell you what, we have taken our very best training resources, and uh, and and some games. I mean, look, look, Pat Sherwood and uh, and uh, Joe Westerland. I mean, those are. And I got I got uh, Zach Pine and Michelle Moots. These are these are tier one Flowmaster super trainers that are now dedicating the bulk of their training efforts, their, their employment with CrossFit is in uh, refining this program. And, you know, it's neat to see. I've got, I've got in our crew, jeez, uh, you know, we've got 100 years of training experience put on this thing, and uh, we're learning things. For instance, um, going to ground and getting back up, carpet's not the best place for that. You know why? It, it, it denudes the flesh on elbows of, right. of a certain population. So actually a, a harder surface, like a mat, is actually better than, than a carpeting. There's a, an abrasion factor here. It's I'd almost rather do it on cement than I would on the carpet. Right. You know? 
And what are we doing? We're we're anticipating the fall, and we're anticipating the help I've fallen and can't get up. Yeah. Um, related events, both potentially fatal. You could you could be uninjured in the fall and and succumb to not being able to get up. Right. And it happens every day in America, every day in America. And so what we're doing is we're we're working the marginal capacity to stand. So in our in our burpee, we're we're practicing going to ground when you're lightheaded, right? Rather than standing there until you tip over. And then we're practicing getting up. And we've had people right next door for the one gal for the first time in twenty five years, unaided, went to ground and got back up. And it's CrossFit. It's as CrossFit as anything Rich Froning will ever do. Right. And more CrossFit than the diet he claims he's eating or his, his sponsors. Right. Do. Yeah. That's, a, that's amazing work. So I have a million-dollar idea for you around this. Uh, I'm not uh, looking for money, but yeah, thanks. But around this area. Well, so it'd yeah, be, come up with a life-saving idea. Yeah, I've, got, I've got millions. No, this is a great one. So I think if you're going to, you know, we're going to target seniors, I think we get Reebok to make CrossFit nanos, some orthopedic nanos, but we'll call them the nanas. What do you think? Talk to Reebok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this is, this is really great work. Um, you know, it's something that Chad and I are – and Saxon, who's our third host, are just really passionate about seeing people getting moving in the gym. And we see it every day in the box. Uh, you know, several uh, members that are in that senior class that, you know, every day they're getting thinner, they're getting more active. You see them uh, graduate from the PVC pipe to to uh, the bar, you know, the light bar, and, and just continue to grow. It's, it's, uh, or even it's, being able to just tie their shoes without yeah. having stress. We yeah. got it. We've got one of our seniors here is, uh, had kind of an awakening. He's a, and I, I thought I'd noticed something. I asked his daughter, is he kind of more with it? And she said, yeah, without a doubt. You know, he's, he's a, waking up. Right. And uh, he was joking, telling me that he wanted to bring his friend in. He says, my friend doesn't have a heart. And I'm like, what do you mean? Is he just a mean bastard? He goes, no, he doesn't, ha- he doesn't have his heart. It doesn't, you know, and I thought he was maybe having a senior moment. He says, no, he's got a medical alert thing that he has no pulse. And he's got a... Uh, external pump that works off a screw and so he has constant blood circulation with no pulse and he's like we gotta get him in here and i was like whoa Uh, yeah Hmm. (laughs) but you know what baby steps if if if, yes if if stanford wants him here and can give me and can talk to us about what that might look like Mm -hmm. you know like i got physical therapists and physicians on staff i mean we can you can make it happen we can do anything do I want a lot of those? I want people with the mechanical hearts lined up out front? No. But, you know, you made the point earlier in, in, in our discussion at breakfast that uh, uh, this, what we're doing right here, is deadly behavior. It's deadly behavior. It's taking lives. And when you decide to do something about it, well, this is the first step. Well, you know what? The risk, you just, your risk just went up because that's when you're going to fall. But what you have to do, and by the way, this, is, this isn't something peculiar, an oddity, a paradox of, of fitness. This is life. And so we, we have to increase our, our risk tolerance. We have to we actually increase your risk to decrease risk. And there's tons of things like that. There, uh, uh, exercise increases the risk of sudden death from a handful of congenital heart malformations. Being fit decreases the risk. And so what do you have to do? Take well, a risk. To... That's right. Graduated, you know. Right. It's like like building a callus. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, so I love the focus you guys have been pushing out more and more around nutrition. I was watching uh, or reading a post by a games athlete a couple of weeks ago, and, and in it, people were asking her how she got her abs, and she said the only way to do it was to eat less and to go to bed hungry four to five days a week. And bluntly, it pissed me off, like to no ends. And, and to their credit, several other games athletes kind of lit her up for it. But I'm just, I'm really curious, you know, do, does it worry you at all that you, there are some, in this case, representatives of the sport of fitness almost being counterintuitive to what we're discussing here? We learned, we've already learned things about human performance working with the general public, crazy things. Um, we learned trying to get uh, uh, our parents' pull-ups we we discovered the the value in increasing work capacity with a uh, moderate protein and fat restricted carbohydrate diet. Its ability to flens fat and and allow for muscle development. Um, we learned that ahead of the kind of traditional blood pressure, triglyceride, A one C end of things. And so I could make the argument for restricted carbohydrate. In, uh, in terms of force, distance, and time, in terms of performance. And so at the very far stretches, when we get out there into the Californium, uh, we may see steroids. We may see uh, 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 pathological consumption of carbohydrate. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I, but I, I want to make this point. I just came from saying that we learned so much from the public. I gave an example. There have been no good takeaways from the games athletes. They've fundamentally provided nothing in terms of our understanding of human performance, other than that we can drive it to places it's never been before. If I were to believe the games athletes, uh, uh, compression fabrics were the deal maker. Everyone fucking had them on. Everyone. Now no one. If you were to believe the athletes... Ice baths. Everyone had to be in an ice bath. You weren't gonna. You would never get to the near the podium without the ice bath. And the next year, no ice baths. Then it's the stupid fucking rock tape. Idiocy. No, they have lucky socks and little Guilty. chants and 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 they're communicating with Jesus and tattoos. And there's a lot of things going on there that just don't. You know, I'm. That's it's not a, it's not a good environment for learning. It really isn't. Well, it's a bad message. I mean, when I start, I started. I've had the benefit of doing CrossFit now for eight years, and when I started, compression socks was the thing. I had more knee socks than a high school girl. Swear to God, like just dozens of these things. Thinking, oh man, I'm gonna be great at box jumps now. I've I've got knee socks. The only thing they did was help me not bleed on the box when I hit the box. Otherwise, you know, I was I was every bit as unfit as I started, at least for the first you know year or so. All right, so welcome back to Make Pods Great Again. So I've got uh, Chad Teague here in the room with me, and we're going to dissect what you guys just listened to. 20 minutes of, uh, was a little bit of snooze fest at times, or at least I felt like it was in the room. Um, so Chad, let's let's just talk about some of the key points. So I don't know how you felt, but I felt like the guy's incredibly charming to talk to. Yes, plus confidence. His confidence plus his... Uh, having that that charm, it's it's a it's a good mixture. Yeah, I've been telling people, you know, I've had a lot of people ask me since we went out there, you know, what was he like? And for me, he's evangelical. It's like this evangelical zeal. Like he he has this complete and utter confidence 
in what he is doing is right and good and that no one will sway him from that. And it, oh. was, and it just, it exudes from him. And you can hear it in his voice when he talks. Like, it's really kind of impressive. And I, that's not even a, it's not a criticism it, no. even. It's just, uh, for me, it's it's just, um, it's disarming. And uh, I'm sure you were impressed by my lack of questions I was asking him because he was just talking and talking yeah. and talking and I wasn't willing to interrupt. <laughs> no, you couldn't. I mean, he just, he talks with, uh, you know, a good flow and he, he transitions the conversations into a new subject without his, us even you know asking a new question so it kind of made it difficult to kind of navigate it for our end but it kind of made him navigate it the way he wanted it to well, let's talk about some of the subjects so the one thing he said early on in this interview and he said it multiple times he used the term intervention he kept saying mm-hmm. we've got to have, have an intervention and it's going to happen in the boxes mm-hmm. and i'm sitting there thinking you know what the hell does that mean like what were you taking away from that well, I, I think that is, you know, his big vision on, you know, changing the world through chronic, uh, changing the world on chronic disease through CrossFit. That's his, like, his claim right now. I mean, not right now. It's been that way for a while, but he thinks that his affiliates are the intervention to chronic disease. But do you think that's true? Because, you know, I've, I've belonged to, at this point, three affiliates, and I've dropped in God knows how many. And yeah, they're, they're intervening in my warm up, God forbid, and they're intervening mobility. in mobility, God forbid. And, you know, they're making me do the was, but they're not talking to me about anything else. And, and I'm going to great gyms. I, mm-hmm. you know, they're not talking, my point is they're not talking about diet and what he's talking about, or spent a lot of time talking about here was chronic disease. Yeah. Diet. And, yeah. And I get that exercise can certainly help you with chronic disease, but I mean, do you see that like... I don't know. I'm not sure where the question is. Do you do you see the boxes doing that or even being able to do what he's asking um, them to do? Well, I'm I'm seeing a trend of that, to be honest. You know, I I know a couple gyms and I've, and since going out when we were out there last weekend, uh, you know, working with one of the the dietitians that works with HQ, she's she's created a program that is being implemented into boxes. Uh, so. You know, I think there is a trend going that way, but I don't know if there is an intervention for the gyms to learn how to take on that responsibility for these members. Yeah, maybe that's a question for him for another time. I mean, I just think it's interesting to think about. Is this something that we're going to see HQ pushing out more to the boxes or or are they going to leave it to the boxes to figure out on their own? I mean, it's kind of a long history of just letting the boxes figure things out. I mean, it's been their Mm -hmm. business model to... You know, if you opened a box, they would be perfectly fine with me opening one across the street from you and let survival of the fittest, whoever's a better coach wins. And uh, so it, it will be interesting to see if they if they push that out. Um, the well, thing- you know, he has that Gaussian distribution he talks about in the podcast, which you guys will hear. Yeah, and- I didn't know what the hell that meant. <laughs> um, it's the bell curve. And, and within that bell curve, you know, you have the main – lump of people he's trying to target the one end is the games athletes the other end is the sedentary uh individuals um you know and in that bell curve in the top is you know the main threshold of people that he's wanting to target um and bringing people from the sedentary into that um so you know in the boxes right now i think they're pretty good with uh you know the nutrition isn't their main focus so 
I think as he's starting to try to attack this new population, he's wanting to shift into that nutritional side as well. Isn't it interesting? Like right at the end of the podcast, he said, we've learned nothing from the games athletes. Mm, yes. And that's just, that can't be true. I mean, he did say, you know, we've learned you can push it to the far extreme, but yes. we've learned, we've had to have learned some stuff. Yes, like, I agree. We've learned that, that, uh, Frazier and Vellner can't climb cargo nets. <laughs> um, uh, but I mean, I mean, seriously, think of the things that they've learned over the years from these games athletes. Not, you know, not only how far they can push, but you know, they're all running different diets. Mm-hmm. They're all have different training methods and, and ending up in different places from a physical standpoint. I mean, did you, did that, it freaked me out a little, did it? Did it didn't it freak you? me out. It just kind of opened my eyes to where his vision is. He doesn't care about that at all. He cares about, you know, affecting the people in the gym and the people in their living room that are not, um, that are sedentary. So, um, my biggest takeaway is that I learned that his vision is not with the CrossFit games and, and he does not think that those athletes are, are contributing, not necessarily he has anything against them, but the, the CrossFit games as a whole is not contributing to what his vision is. The one thing he did say that I loved, um, and there were a lot of things he said that I loved for the record. I mean, it sounds like we're being a little critical here, but there were a lot of things he said that were spot on. I mean, he said you have to increase risk to decrease risk. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really like, I don't really think of things in that, those terms. Like I think that, you know, I go to the gym and I occasionally get injured, uh, you know, or I occasionally, I'm so sore. I can't work out. Like tonight, even I went and my Mm -hmm. left bicep was kind of twinging and because I've done it long enough, I quit doing what I was doing, Mm -hmm. but you know, I was clearly increasing risk for what I was doing to try to, you know, get better, get the benefit. Yeah. Get the benefit. And again, back to his vision, I think his meaning of increased risk to decrease risk He's speaking on the chronic disease level and he's speaking of increase your risk by getting off the couch and potentially injuring yourself by, you know, picking something up off the ground like antifreeze jugs. Yes, you have an increased risk of injuring yourself, but you're decreasing your risk of chronic disease because you're becoming physically active. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I you know, I think it's his, his concept around the getting off the couch and how he's using to to push that out using this all in the family couch. And, you know, he, he said using the implements what he was referring to those jugs that are filled with blue liquid. So they don't look like pee. His yeah. words, not mine or blood or blood. <laughs> yeah. That was, was little, red. That was a little weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm not sure I disagree with them. I'm just, I'm not convinced yet it's the most effective method, but I can see where he's connecting the dots. I mean, he's, he's saying, you know, he's got a, and they've got, actual data behind this so this i believe is that um you know people if you trickle into the box it's better for the box yes as opposed to doing groupons and you know mailers and that sort of thing and so i think the concept is is if you can kind of trickle this information out to people and they start doing it then they'll bring other people in and it will start to snowball and continue to grow so i get it you know i'm just we don't have enough data to know if it's really going to work long term in the age segment that he's trying to impact. Yeah, no, uh, you know, like you said about dragging people, and I think that slow trickle is is what it, what really helps grow um, good members, uh, good clients in those gyms because they're the ones that are committed. It's not from that Groupon. It's not from that online. 
coupon. It's it's something that um, you know their friends force them to come in essentially because uh, they love their results that they're getting and they want that for their friends and family. So, were you concerned at the end when you said that rock tape is stupid, considering you have your master's degree in it? <laughs> well, I don't have a master's <laughs> in it. Uh, you, you but have taped he, my whole body like a damn mummy <laughs> at least once or twice. He does say that he was going through fads. He talked about. Um, compression socks and all these things and how he thinks they're they're dumb hey, I've and then he gets the rock tape compression socks, yeah. man. and the rock tape he got to that and I was like oh man he really doesn't care about the CrossFit Games because that is the lead sponsor for the CrossFit Games or one of the lead sponsors so but, he but he he's fully in the camp that it's total voodoo science yeah. and I mean I it, you you can you're the doctor here you speak on it but like my just my personal uh you know testimony around rock tape is i've used it multiple times and i feel like it works like yeah. it helps me yeah. i mean is it's am i feeling a placebo am i just if, as you're as i'm writing your checks to be my doctor you, are you are you selling me placebos uh well you know if we're talking about research you know the the rock tape company itself it actually and i'm not giving them any you know shout outs or anything right now but i'm you know they're the the main guy leading that is, is very forward thinking in research and in the soft tissue and fascia world so i like what they're doing you know they have different cupping uh fascial movement type techniques and you know i i like using that so that's one thing i disagree with him on it's not my main form of uh treatment but i i use it for recovery and um performance type well, I think we have a pretty good handle on kind of his direction, at least around the health piece. It'll be interesting uh, when we come back to the next episode to listen to his discussion around uh, the lawsuits they have going on. He briefly touched on it in this one, obviously, when he was talking about the, uh, what do you say, the the crooks. I think that was his exact work at, at the ACSM in partnership with Coke. With Coke, yes. <laughs> that was a great line, actually. Uh, so he'll talk more about that. Uh, we'll spend way more time talking about the games. We'll spend... Uh, some time talking about social media, which is all the buzz today. Yes. Uh, so that's everyone's freaking fun. out. Yeah, I'm freaking out a little, yeah, but uh, we'll see. Um, but we spend more time talking about Twitter and uh, the wild card. And so uh, lots of fun stuff talking about the games. And so it gets uh, kind of interesting in the second half of the interview. So we appreciate everybody listening. We will see you guys next week. Take care. Have a good one.